0: Time for Rolling.
1: Welcome
2: to Time for Rolling Esports, the weekly podcast that brings you Vainglory Esports. From predictions to recaps and analysis,
0: we present to you the best in professional Vainglory. Now, here's your hosts, Endless and Crude Sloth. It's Time for Rolling
1: Hello and welcome to Time-Furling Esports episode 100. We have made a 100 mark. A little over a year into the podcast. Try to do two episodes a week as much as possible. We made it to 100, so that means in a year from now, we should be at 200. That would be crazy. Kruzoff, how's it going?
2: Uh, it's going pretty good, man. Uh, 100 episodes of pure bliss with you. Uh, almost. Oh, for sure. But, uh... Yeah, we're at episode 100. It's kind of crazy. We got some surprises, don't we?
1: Hopefully. Maybe. Um, Maybe. What you're about to hear for the beginning of this lovely episode is our normal prediction episode. Week number three is upon us for uh, the VPL preseason. And then after that, you could be hearing a bunch of different conversations with a bunch of different lovely people. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to update that once things are going. But again, Crude and I love to record what we have, you know early right we love to get things done when right. we can so we know the schedule we know what's happening in a week from now because it's already sunday for it's sunday for us so like literally this is way in the past but we're just gonna make our predictions and then hopefully we're gonna have some pretty good conversations with some people uh and the community and the vpl and just talk about how vpl has been going uh later on so for now i say we just make our picks for eu saturday and na saturday let's let's kick them off strong all right, let's do it. Week number three it's obviously Saturday, April 28th, starting at 9 a.m. Uh, well, I don't know what region that is. So is that PST? That'd be PST, right?
2: Starts at no, 12 that's- Eastern time. Oh, yeah, it's, oh yeah, yeah. The 9 a.m., I thought you are talking about the 5 p.m. that's got next to it. That's <laughs> definitely
1: EU time. That's EU time, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, no, don't update, computer. Don't do this to me right now. Okay, so Salty Potatoes
2: versus... Uh, queso yep that's gonna be a huge matchup right away it's, gonna be, it's gonna be huge gonna be huge can't believe i just quoted
1: donald trump what's wrong with me um so team queso for sure for me
2: you're taking queso for sure huh for show yeah i'm gonna go with queso as well actually oh really Are you writing these down this time
1: i'm writing them down this time <laughs>
2: so we don't have to be like, hey, you remember?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm
2: writing him down. Yeah, okay, okay. Queso. Queso. Uh, yep.
1: I think Queso's looking better. Uh, Salty struggled against Clash, was it this week? Or did Salty play? Because everything's repeating already, so, like, I really... Yeah.
2: Because there's only six teams. There's right, right, right,
1: teams. right, right. True, true, um, true. Salty just yeah. played Clash, yes. Yeah. And obviously, Queso, has Queso played? No, they're not repeating yet. This will be the first time. They've well,
2: in day, in day two, they repeat.
1: Got it. Day two starts the repeating, yes. Yes. This is finishing up the people that have not faced each other. So Salty versus, uh, or yeah, Salty versus Queso, that's the first time that's happened. Uh, we both yeah. picked Queso. Clash versus Equinox.
2: Clash. For Clash.
1: Me pretty easy pick there. Yeah. Um and then Wolves Wolves Esports versus Rising Lotus.
2: I'm going with Rising Lotus.
1: I'm going with Rising Lotus too, but I don't think that's a, a a for sure thing. Wolves had like one game where they got smacked, but then they had one game they had like pretty decent kills and definitely competed. So, I think that's going to be a closer game than what it's been in the past. Am I recording? Oh, thank god. <laughs> <laughs> it just like hit me that I was like, "Did I ever hit record?" Um but I think I think Rising Lotus will definitely win that.
2: I think that'll definitely be like the match to kind of watch that would be the closest. I, I don't know for day Actually, one. Eh, yeah, I, I don't know Insulti's if it's going bad. I don't know if it's going to be though. I don't know. We'll have to see.
1: Yep. All right. So we're gonna come back to uh EU for Sunday and we're gonna switch over real quick to our Saturday
2: NA games. Saturday N.A. All right. First up, we got Team Solomid going up against Vision Gaming. So a uh, good test here for Vision going up against some of those top teams. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think they're going to be able to pull it off. Team Solomid is just too good right now, so I'm going mm-hmm. with Team Solomid. Yeah, Vision's doing a good job of competing right now. They're yeah.
1: Obviously, they yeah. Have, do have a win under their belt and the, the other losses. They definitely were there. They were within the match, so that's decent for them. But I do think TSM, obviously, is the strongest team right now, playing the meta very sh- you know well, playing into their strengths, and just know macro and how the rise works the best. So, yes, TSM will win this game against Vision. Um, second matchup is Nova versus Slimy. Nova kind of got destroyed by TSM <laughs>
2: uh,
1: on Sunday last week, or uh, Saturday last week. So we'll have to see if... This is any different for them. Slimey three and zero, Nova one and two. Um, maybe a close matchup, maybe truth is starting play on more comfortable heroes and draft maybe a little better in that game. But Slimy's been looking strong enough to where I think that they'll somehow pull this off. Like I feel like this is gonna be another like where the kills are even, but Slimey just happens to win the last team fight. So you got Slimy, huh? I
2: do. I am gonna pick Slimey. I'm gonna go with Slimy as well.
1: I thought you were gonna like go against your boys just to play like that reverse psychology type thing.
2: No, 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 no. I really I really believe in these guys. I think that you know, they showed a lot of, of veteran uh leadership last week with that win over tilt rehab and uh being able to buy those teleport but, I mean, there's just smart plays. Like I think that I if this was, you know, tribe or TSM obviously it'd be a little bit different, but Nova's still gotta show me some more than what they have. So I'm going with Slimy. Hopefully
1: Lone Delphi will be back. Um but yeah third matchup for Saturday in a is hammers versus rogue hammers took a big just one loss last weekend and then rogue took two big L's last weekend so I don't think rogue is like so bad where they can't beat hammers so I'm definitely gonna stick with rogue but both these teams are coming off a rough weekend
2: yeah they for sure are uh Rogue has me really questioning it right now, even though I'm used to Rogue hearing that team being like a powerhouse. But man, I think I'm going to go with Hammers. I'm, I got to pick something different than you, right? I mean, okay. Uh,
1: the Hammers, <laughs> it, it is interesting. They're trying to figure out what works for them. Um, if Hammers find something that does work, they could definitely win. But if Rogue just sticks to this simple. Maybe Evol figure some things out. I know he was kind of struggling about him not performing well in mid lane, but uh, I think he will definitely be able to figure that position out as the weeks go on. It's definitely important for him to understand that it's just preseason. He has five weeks to get things together. Um, we're almost on th- week three, though. Isn't that crazy, Crude? Like, what?
2: Yeah. I it's feel been like by. it was
1: week one when we were like, okay, uh, uh, it's about to start. What? It's happening? And now we're like, Planning for week three. That's wild.
2: Yeah. It'll pretty soon before you know it, we'll be doing uh we'll be doing June and we'll be doing regular season. That is true.
1: Um all right. I think that's it, right? We're going back to EU Sunday. Switching it back. Switch
2: it back, everyone. All right. So Sunday, EU. We got Sunday slash. Sunday,
1: Sunday. Okay, sorry.
2: All right. We got Clash take it on Team Kesa, which this is like we said, starting yeah, to start here we go. The repeats. Um, Equinox versus Wolves and Rising Lotus versus Salty. So obviously this is the exact rematch of week one. Uh, Clash took it over Team Queso. Equinox took it over no. Yeah, Equinox took it over Wolves, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then Rising Lotus lost the Salty Potatoes. So first up for me, Clash and Queso, I'm going to go with Queso.
1: Queso. So they've done some research, they've done enough Change and fix that they're gonna win. I don't
2: know, man. This is gonna be a tough <laughs> one. This is. Tough. I mean, you
1: look at Case, all right. You see hondor you see Tyrese, you see, uh, yeah. you know, Palmetto. You see like a lot of great names. So it in PRZ is the one from the original Queso team, but um, it's a great team. They look really good. It's really hard not to pick them right now. I feel like Clash has been playing things m- like macro wise and how aggressive they play and decisions. They're playing better. I think there's a really, really strong ch- chance that Queso wins this to make themselves 4-1 and one right alongside, or 5-1 and one right along the side of what Clash would become. But I'm going to say with Clash right now, I think Leon, like I said, it's kind of like in the first episode of this week, Leon is like one of my favorite captains right now. He's playing interesting captain position, barely building fountains sometimes, focusing on war treads first, some, you know, Stormcrown. Like it's interesting what he's doing. And it's going to interesting to see how he sets the meta up for that captain spot in EU. But I don't know. That's, that's just... pretty,
2: that's, that's pretty hilarious because week one and we were switched. You were Queso and I was Clash. And I told you not to sleep on Clash. You did. So hopefully I'm right again, and now I'll get to be like, yeah, I told you, you know, was going to come around. And <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, right. I I think
1: they'll come around for sure. But I think for now, I think Queso may have the advantage still. You mean Clash? Whatever. This damn Q thing. What's the chance of two teams having Q? Like, Q <laughs> is not that normal. Of triggered. A, he just snapped. I am triggered. Oh, that's hilarious. All
2: right. All right. Did you write it down? I wrote it down. Okay. Uh, Next up, Equinox going up against Wolves. Uh, I'm going to go with Equinox still. Uh, Wolves is, to this point, this is Sunday, obviously, but Saturday could have gotten a win. But at this point, they're still uh, defeated. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, that's kind of my reasoning there.
1: Yeah, Equinox (laughs) has put up some decent fines against other teams. Uh, Haven't gotten the wins they want, but Equinox, I think, is the better team right now. Um, and I think they will be taking down wolves in this situation. I agree. So the last matchup is rising Lotus versus salty potatoes seen it once rising Lotus. I kind of had that faith in them but salty and eh, the better team right now. Rising Lotus has that win under their belt, has that taste of victory. Maybe even got one on Saturday. Not sure. But, um, salty. I think salty wins in this situation still.
2: Yeah, I agree. Uh, let's, you know this could be another good time for rising lows to keep growing and, and get their uh, their skills better and become a better team but i'm going to go with salty i ain't nothing that made sense right there i was kind of <laughs> just talking but it was oh
1: boy i don't think it did it's fine that's fine that's fine it's cool
2: all right N.A.
1: NA, let's Not available. finish it up and then do our match to watch, player to watch in the, the NA scene. So, Sunday, good. starting us off right away, is Tilt Rehab versus Tribe.
2: Or Sorry, Tilt Rehab, but I'm going to have to go with Tribe. Tribe for you. Yeah, uh, I mean, Tilt, you know, like we've, we've talked about, they've been close, they've had some good games, they maybe should be a little bit higher up within the win column, but they haven't gotten it together yet and I don't think this is going to be the game where they do get it together and pull out the win because this is going to be the hardest one of the hardest ones they'll have
1: wait a minute pause I thought we were going to get the TSM vs Tribe this upcoming weekend I'm trying to see where it's at we don't see TSM vs Tribe ever until week 5 the very last week
2: looks that way that's wild i thought we well, would see there's only two games may 5th because that's probably
1: like the end of because you know how ena has two extra teams oh. so they're probably the only teams that need to play to get the all the games in all right anyways sorry i got sidetracked
2: in. you're right though i kind of thought it would be this week too but it's not
1: so we have try versus tilt um You already picked Tribe. Yeah, I would say Tribe has a lot of things figured out right now. They're in a better place to know how to play against Tilt. Uh, I really hope Tilt does understand what Tribe's been doing and can hopefully think about ways to counter it, maybe be looking at other teams in the scrim scene that have been playing against Tribe and how how they are beating them. But Tilt obviously are going to go into this Sunday match uh, struggling a little more. They didn't play on Saturday, so coming into a pretty big game.
2: So, you're going with try, Yeah, I'm going to go with Treb. <laughs> All right. Game two. Slimy Salamanders. You're going to be against Team Solo Mid. Uh, well, if
1: Slimy does beat Nova, I think this will be the end of their undefeated streak. It's definitely going to be a really, really good matchup for them, though. Uh, we've talked about how a lot of these Slimy Salamander matchups have been little sloppy. Sloppy Salamanders, you know? They're 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 doing a few things that are like eh probably wasn't the best call. They probably wouldn't fly against TSM or Tribe. And now will be their chance to make sure their macro plays perfect, make sure rotations are perfect, make sure they're not getting caught out one person, not diving in against the one person. So it's gonna be it's gonna be an uphill battle, but I think I think TSM is definitely gonna come out on top.
2: Yeah. If this was tribe, I might go out on a branch and pick slimy salamanders. But TSM, they're the top team. They just—I don't see them getting beat by them. But mm-hmm. if anyone other than Tribe's gonna do it, it's gonna be this team. But like, so I—I kind of just contradicted, counter, contradicted myself there. But uh, yeah, uh, I guess I'm gonna go with Team Solomid. I don't—I really don't want to do it, but I guess I'm going to. <laughs>
1: I mean, we kind of have to,
2: right? I mean, there's just just no reason. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But if Slimy Salamanders does win, I'm gonna kind of say I told you so.
1: (laughs) That would be it'd be interesting to see what Slimy does to win. Honestly, they will break the scene. They'll just be like, people will be like, what? Like they won? What did they do? Krud's dying. Everyone, you heard him start coughing. Um, Vision versus Rogue is our last matchup, though. Two teams that Vision shown some promise. Rogue struggled last week. But now we're about to see Vision versus Rogue. Oh, this is interesting. This is definitely a really interesting matchup. That freaking motorcycle was so loud. Um,
2: I think I just died on a piece of hair or something. He died. <sighs> Sorry. I'm back. He I lives. Coughing hardcore right there. I, I, I heard really the
1: happened. beginning of it, and then I heard you might get muted.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was. I died instantly. Oh, I feel All that. Right. So Vision against Rogue. Uh, yeah. For me, it's gonna be Vision Gaming. Rogue. Ooh. They took, they took some tough losses last week. Those L's maybe are just too it. much to come back from. Yeah, like, <laughs> I mean, they can come back from it if they prove it to me. But they gotta, and yeah, you know, it, it kind of goes back to the whole Eve Ball thing. Like he's he's pretty down on himself right now. He's a great captain, but he's trying to do this mid lane with a lot of responsibility. And until maybe he can get some wins and some confidence underneath his belt, I think it's gonna be hard for this Rogue team to do. What they've been known to do before mm-hmm. and and sibs kind of needs to you know help carry as well Step it, it up. can't be all on yeah it can't be all on evil so
1: I don't think they're far off from a lot of these other newer newer newly formed teams um sliming surprisingly has a, a decent amount of synergy compared you know since they are a new team as well but hammers Nova rogue you just see a lot of sloppiness even tilt rehab even though they've been together for a while there's still a lot of sloppiness across the board there's a lot of things that need yeah. be to be figured out so um in, in due time at the end of twenty eighteen we could see a pretty well rounded uh VPL with all the eight teams. But for now it could be a little top heavy. But in this matchup, Vision is gonna come out victorious. If PvP plays, if Vision can play how they've been, you know, how they've been playing in the past, you know, mm-hmm. doing well and competing. I think it's gonna be a close game, but Vision seems like they could, you know, finally take like a pretty decent win here.
2: Right. Yeah, they could.
1: Okay, so that's is that our last
2: matchup for Sunday? It is. Yes. Now we can do our match to watch and our player to watch.
1: So our uh, week three has come to an end. It'll be definitely interesting to see TSM's playing twice, Tribe plays once. Okay, Slimy plays twice. All right. I was trying to think about the the top tier teams, what their records are going to be coming out of this one. But um, yeah. Go ahead, Kru. Do you know what your let's do match to watch first?
2: match to watch and we're doing out of na
1: yeah i mean unless you want to pick a new team i'm definitely doing it out of na
2: <laughs> nah
1: i'm doing out of na
2: <laughs> uh mine's gonna be I, I hopefully i'm not taking yours but it's kind of easy in in my opinion team's element against slimy salamanders on day two mm-hmm. um i i just i want to see how slimy handles it you know they're a veteran team with a lot of good players with iraqi and michi and, and status they've all been around for a really long i mean i guess all of them have really but uh, yeah, I want to see how they can compete with Team Soul and, and and see if you know maybe they don't. Hopefully, they don't get stomped out and you know it's a 10 minute game where it's 18 to zero. But I want to see if we can get that 20 30 minute game and it's back and forth and intense and that will really show a lot if they can do that.
1: Yeah, so I'm kind of doing what, exactly what you just said, but I'm going to go with the Nova and Slimy matchup because Nova is a team that has really strong players with Truth and starting um they you know if Delphi's back I feel like the team does have some decent opportunities to play really well to draft what they what they uh you know what they are I guess most comfortable with or what they play really well on um but I think that Nova slimy could be a really good match I really think Nova could come out on top and that could be, you know, a rough weekend for Slimy because they play a really good TSM team on Sunday. So Slimy definitely needs to get that win against Nova to stay in this top three position that they're sitting at right now.
2: Yeah, I mean they'll still be three and two even if they lose both, which so I guess it's still over five hundred. But yeah, yeah, it'd be much better to be sitting at five and one than right. Yeah. All right, player to watch. Um, or four and one. Did I say five and one? I don't know. I didn't listen. <laughs> Fair enough. I've done that to you before. So, all right. Are right. you going to do your player watch first, since I did the match to watch first? So, yeah.
1: You know, my player to watch is going to be Leon. It is coming from the EU side. I'm not picking someone from NA. I think Leon is setting a lot of good things. He's playing captain to a new level. uh We're going to, have to see if he continues to play the way he's been playing. He plays Queso, so that'll be interesting to see how serious he takes it. If he does anything different. Uh, but I think Leon, even though he's been this super, super strong laner, jungler, whatever he's been in the past, a carry, it's interesting seeing him play such a dominating and important role on captain uh yeah. for team case K- or team clash.
2: Yeah, that's a good that's a good pick. Um mine I am going to stay with the NA. Uh I'm gonna actually go with Rogue. I'm going to go with Evol. Uh you know, I I just wanna see if he can kind of bounce back you know, these tweets he had this past weekend and stuff just kind of seemed like he was down a little bit depressed. Maybe. Um, I also want to see if he keeps picking Celeste, like every game he's played Celeste, or if he tries to switch it up and gets a different hero and something else, you know, maybe a scarf or something that mid lane. Uh, So I just want to keep my eyes on him, see how he handles this next week, especially the game two going up against a really big TSM going up against Chuck in the mid lane, arguably one of the best mid laners. So
1: yeah, it's going to be interesting for sure. Um, I think Eval is a good person to focus on. He definitely understands the, the role he plays in that team and uh, how important is it for him to get comfortable on that, that mid-tier position. He does, he doesn't do terrible. Like I know he's down on himself, but I mean his positioning is off maybe sometimes. But for the most part, on last weekend, his team just kind of got stomped. This, the, the snowball happened, right. and there wasn't much he could do to stop it in a lot of situations. Other people on his team are struggling as well. So it's not just Eval, that's for sure. Um but this weekend number three is definitely going to be interesting. We obviously aren't going to see Tri versus TSM. We're not going to see the final who's the best. We're not going to get that until week five, people. So it's definitely going to be something that we just sit on. It's going to be our, you know, the infographic we've been releasing. We have TSM at number one, and we have Tribe at number two. I think it's going to stay then that way until they play each other, unless one of them loses, obviously, to another team, just because of past performances between TSM and Tribe before we entered VPL. I know it's rough. It's hard. It can go back and forth. Some people think Tribe is the better team. They think they're adapting better, TSM. Some people think the same thing. So for now, I think we're just going to keep it them as 1-2, maybe even just say 1-1. One, one. Who knows? But yeah, uh, the next couple of weeks will be interesting for third place for who's who's actually last that's gonna be maybe more of those things that we get uh decided coming from the scene but for now that's all we have for this prediction episode we're about to get into some great interviews coming up tasty bacon hopefully Uh, honestly it it sucks that Vanglory is such a freaking california company uh (laughs) like everyone major is out in that area las vegas that area and we're like over here in eastern time like they're like, yeah, okay, I can record. You know, late my time. I'm like, yeah, late your time is the morning for me. It's one a.m. the next day. <laughs> yeah, uh, but I'll hopefully we'll, f- we'll we'll make some things happen one way or the other. Hopefully, and get some good, just short conversations with a few different people to celebrate episode 100 that we're throwing at you right now. But if not, um, whatever. We get to be excited about weekend number three coming up. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right, well, Crude, it was a nice uh, chatting with you so far, and we'll uh, continue this conversation with these uh, next interviews. Cheers, man.
0: Endless and uh, Crude Sloth, and they are the guys that do the Time for Rolling podcast, in case you are not aware. And so they're going to be interviewing me for uh, their next upcoming podcast. Yep. And that's what's happening right now (laughs) (laughs) so how many streams are we on two (laughs) uh two right now it's dragonborns and my nice
1: yeah all right so it shouldn't be too long we just had a couple questions mostly about vpl preseason and other things that have been going on so um yeah obviously it's not just recorded anymore so the stream is going to be able to hear it live as we go through it so um yeah. i don't think we have including any... all the things
0: that i'm just like okay don't put that in the podcast like right. i'll have to make sure i don't say anything that i normally would right yeah. i would tell you this strikes in the record because it's all on the record now
1: because <laughs> <laughs> normally we're like well if we say something or ask a question that you probably can't answer you're just like nah i can't answer that so we just keep it out of the podcast but
0: yeah well normally i would answer it and then just be like but don't put that on the podcast <laughs> 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 now i just don't answer it
2: right <laughs>
1: Yeah, well, it's going to be sound, probably going to sound weird for stream because I'm going to do my normal intro and it's going to sound really stripped, but I got to do it for my end of the recording. So let me make sure I'm recording. Both mics are on. All right, sweet. Let's do this thing then. All right, we are now joined with Tasty Bacon. He is an analyst, a caster. Uh, I think he just does everything he possibly can or whatever he gets told to do. I think Tasty's just doing it. First weekend, he carried uh, the whole stream and did about everything along with Dragon. This is episode 100. We are super pumped to have Tasty on for our 100th episode. Joined still with Crude Sloth. But Tasty, how you doing?
0: I'm doing pretty good. Uh, yeah, definitely have been around the block as when it comes to... <laughs> Uh, On-air broadcast talent roles with Vainglory, I think I've done, as of right now, put that modifier out there, I've done everything but desk host. I've been an analyst, a desk analyst, I've done play-by-play commentary, color commentary, I've done stage interviews, so I've done everything except desk host as of today.
1: Well, let's get into it then. I know you've just kind of recently transitioned out to Vegas, you kind of just moved there. Early on, I was following your tweets, and you were tweeting out pictures and stuff of Vegas. And I had we had just been out there uh, in March, I believe, in Vegas. So yeah. uh, I know it's kind of like a crazy place. But how's the move been? How's Vegas been overall? And what's your been your first impressions of it?
0: Um, the move's been great thus far. It was very very stressful for the first couple of weeks, but everything's finally like kind of settling down. So effectively, uh, I came out here and didn't even actually have. A place to stay permanently. Uh, I was being put up for a week, and then from then on, I was on my own. So, I have, the last two weeks, I've basically been, like, hopping around Airbnbs. Um, But now, as of uh, April 30th, I'll be moving into an actual, like, home that I'm going to be renting with actually Munchables, when he finally gets his visa and gets over here, and a couple others. Uh, So, that's going to be a lot of fun, but as far as like my impressions of Vegas, it's, I didn't really know what to expect when I came out here. Um, obviously, you know, I had the, the ideas of this, the Vegas strip and like the, the extravagance of it all. And that just blew my mind. Like, even though I knew it was going to be extravagant and excessive, right. I wasn't prepared for just how extravagant and ex- extravagant and excessive it is. <laughs> but I also didn't realize that Vegas is not just the strip. <laughs> like when yeah. you're, when you're from, especially from long distance away, like I am from Connecticut, and when you think of Las Vegas, the only thing you think of is the Strip. Right. And right. so arriving here and finding out that outside of the Strip, is just a normal, like, city, like, a normal towns, normal, just completely normal, was really surprising to me. Like, all you have to do is go, like, a mile away from the Strip, and it just, you wouldn't even know that you're in Las Vegas. So it's been really cool to kind of be able to experience both aspects of that yeah yeah
2: we have we have an uncle or we have family that lives out there so we've been out there a couple times and i would 100% agree with that it's like the strip is like its own little city and then you go out <laughs> and like back to where he lives actually it's in henderson he lives in henderson no, that's and,
0: where i am right now actually
2: yeah well, that's so, where our
0: dragonborn is that's not um, <laughs> <laughs> at dragonborn's house right now visiting because you don't have um, internet or <laughs> I don't have a permanent place right now. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I'm, like I'm, As of right now, I'm still staying at an Airbnb, um, but uh, we're, we're going to be staying in, I think just north of spring Valley out here. So gotcha. Be a good time.
2: Well, I mean, we kind of talked about how you kind of do everything for S C M C but as of like right now, we see you obviously every weekend on the desk and stuff and, and doing, you know, the uh the casting and stuff like that uh is there any other projects you do for scmc throughout the week or anything like that or is that pretty much what you focus on is that on the weekend and then that's it or
0: um i do what i do for the desk actually involves a couple days of other stuff um especially now with esp esp is going to be adding a lot of new content to the streams on the weekend Uh, i'm not sure how much i can actually like go into details but i know we're going to be doing like. We just did, recorded a player interview uh we're going to be trying to you know go and do interviews with other players that are local to the area because there's a handful of them out here um right. of the vg pros so like you know, some days i'll go during the week and go do an interview um obviously you know use i uh, use a day or two for prep and for like working with the production staff to like our player of the week um storylines and like the overall storylines we, we kind of prep that before the weekend um obviously with the ability to adjust it depending on how the games on saturdays go but uh all of that stuff is generally done like and submitted for saturday at least by wednesday or thursday night so there's a lot of stuff that we do behind the scenes during the week that a lot of people don't see and then when challenger starts up i typically do end up doing some of the challengers casting Um, this year we'll it'll wait and see you know what's going to happen uh, as to if that will continue to be the case. Uh, I usually I enjoy doing that casting, but if it just if it doesn't work the schedule with what's gonna be going on behind the scenes stuff, then it may not work, but we'll see.
1: Do you spend time like looking at meta and obviously you have to talk a lot about that kind of stuff on the desk. So do you spend time checking out you know either different analytical sites or VG Pro that kind of stuff to see what players are picking and all that kind of stuff?
0: Um, I don't really check like the public websites that are available for. Specifically for the analyst desk work on the weekend, I use that for like my own personal things. But like if I'm trying to figure out what the pros are playing, I don't really use VG Pro because half the times those aren't the accounts that they are <laughs> actually using. Um, those are accounts that they play on for fun. Yeah. Like the, the accounts that they actually use, like their scrims and all, are all secret, private accounts. So what they have on the VG Pro uh, historically in both Banglory and other you know esports as well is what they want you to see. (laughs) So it's not necessarily what they're actually playing.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. So what is your overall uh, opinion of how the preseason's been going so far? It's only been two weeks, Uh, we're about to hit week number three. But uh, like you already mentioned, ESP production has been already improving. It's definitely looking like it's going to be a pretty good season one. But overall, how has your opinions been?
0: Um, as far as the gameplay goes, I've been very surprised. Uh, I was not expecting the games to be, the teams to be so aggressive and decisive, and that's one of the things I've been most impressed with is how decisive like the top teams have been. Uh, especially like we've talked about on the desk a lot over in Europe, teams like Clash and Queso, how quickly they're able to make the decision to just go and push and end a game. Um, I, I definitely do want to see teams defend better against these five-man pushes because there are ways to defend and deal with a five-man push and extend a game when you fall behind. But none of the teams are really doing that right now. Their, their defense efforts have been uh, a little bit lacking. Uh, as far as the production goes, uh, obviously, start, things started off really rough, but it's been getting better every single week. Um, there's a lot of stuff happened behind the scenes that I can't go into publicly, unfortunately. Uh, that I know a lot of people would like to know but effectively what I can say is like a lot of stuff changed very drastically at the last minute and that is why you know week one especially was so rough you know the graphics were not looking very pretty very they didn't look clean um but now oh, sorry you guys can probably hear that that's okay (laughs) I forgot that was on (laughs) um but So yeah, a lot of the the graphics in week one weren't looking particularly great. And a lot of that had to do with these last minute changes that were made. And the team has been putting in so much work, the production crew behind the scenes, uh, to update things week to week. Um, A lot of times, if you see something that looks the same from week one to week two, it's simply because the team didn't have enough time to actually finalize the new and updated version. But absolutely everything on the stream from week one is or has been or is slated to be heavily improved from what it was um, and this the guys at ESP have been phenomenal in like their drive to just continuously make things better even when they got some of the graphics like refreshed and updated they're still looking at them like okay how can we continue to improve this for next week or the week after you know whenever it can be done and then again yeah. the regular season is just going to be totally different than what we've seen in the preseason production wise
1: Yeah. So I think you got you and dragon both were talking about on stream. So if there's anyone on stream still listening. They may hear you guys, you say the same answer, but with competitive people have talked about the snowball and how some matches are ending super Mm -hmm. fast, that 15 minute marks on lines before, especially in EU. Um, but you've kind of mentioned, you know, is it the meta? Is it just some teams need to figure out how to play five V five and get a better understanding? What do you, what do you feel about the whole snowball issue?
0: It's a combination of a lot of things. Um, it's part of it is the game is just a bit snowbally. Like that's going to be the case. I think that's actually healthy for the game to be a little bit snowbally. Obviously, there's a, a certain limit to that, but um, you you don't want to have a game where if you get an early lead, you don't feel like you actually have an advantage. So that's where the snowballiness comes in, and why you want a little bit of snowballing. But then it's also I think the teams needing to learn how to defend against those hard five-man pushes. And as well as with 5v5, you know, a lot of these teams that like top teams kind of merged into one. And so now you have like the top best of the best players all kind of condensed onto two or three teams in each region. We've kind of seen that now where there's three teams kind of very solidly at the top and, you know, three teams that are very kind of solidly in the bottom. And in North America, there's, you know, a little bit of flex room in the middle there. But uh, Europe in particular, it's kind of, you have the three top teams and the three bottom teams. And so when they face against each other, I mean, we, maybe three, there were snowball games. We had a world championship decided on an eight, eight or nine minute game. Like it's, (laughs) this isn't something totally new within Vainglory. So it's, I, I think it'll be fine. I think as things continue to go on through the preseason and into the regular season, uh, we will see a lot more, uh, A lot more diverse strategies and a lot more like clearly defined phases of the game
1: so you guys have talked about on the desk a little bit flash has been vocal about it what are what are your opinions when it comes to that eu versus na debate so far how's eu been looking on 5v5 uh
0: week one i'm in complete agreement i feel like if the way the teams played week one they went up against each other europe would have won three to four of the matches like hands wow. down, that yeah. um, it, it wouldn't have even been close. Week two, North America stepped up a lot um, and started, I think, because they saw that those week one matches and realized, oh, crap, that's actually a really good way to play. Uh, I think there's also just a lot of timidness in week one for North America. There was a lot of, a lot of teams were playing much more passively and much almost like they were playing. Uh, it, it's a phrase that I, I've always liked to use, is they play like they're trying to not lose instead <laughs> of playing to win. And that's it's you know sounds very similar, but there is a very clear difference. Uh, And playing to win will be so much better than playing to not lose. If you play to not lose, you're generally going to end up losing. So I think at in week two, a lot of the North American teams looked a lot better. Now I would once again put like TSM and Tribe over the top European teams, but I still think like Clash and Queso would very easily be able to take games off of you know the three through eight teams in north america so it's definitely much closer
1: yeah leon leon was talking about on his stream because someone asked him a similar question leon said that he felt like clash could i forget if he said clash could take tribe or tsm he said one of them and then he said the other one he didn't know if his team would be able to beat it but it'll be interesting to see if if it's clash or queso that's that top team or uh, i do Mm -hmm. feel like clash and queso could probably be Everyone else, but TSM and Tribe. It's interesting to see those teams do so well right now.
0: Yeah, I would absolutely say if there was to be, if there was still like a unified championship, I think the semifinals would probably end up being two North American and two European teams as of right now. Yeah. Uh, again, that's probably going to change as we go forward with the preseason. You know, as teams start to look better or start to you know start to get figured out and you know get countered a little bit more. You know, that could very well change. But as of right now, that's where I would I would put the teams.
2: Right. So switching gears a little bit, uh, 3.2, 3.2 is out for all of us players, but not for the um, the season yet, actually. But I believe that's the, this this weekend the first weekend we'll be able to see 3.2. Um, so what are you looking forward to when 3.2 comes on this weekend? And side question to that, will Moline be a permanent ban? <laughs>
0: I would I would be very surprised if Malene is let through. Um, the only reason I could see her getting let through is because it's preseason. And so teams are just if like they talk to each other beforehand are just like, all right, you know what? Let's just let Malene through. Let's just let let someone play her just because we want to have it on stream. Like that's the only way I see Malene getting let through the bands. She is just way too strong in the right hands right now. And obviously, a professional player—that's the right hands. So right. I don't—I don't, I don't see—I don't anticipate seeing much Malene this weekend, though. That is one of the things I'm really looking forward to. I do hope we get to see her. Um, I'm also really looking forward to the earlier minion ones. I think that's actually something that's going to be very healthy for the game in the long term. Is it, it kind of will prevent this sort of group as five and like. Push in towards the enemy's jungle because there's you're not losing out on anything. Uh, it's this will be a way to kind of create more options. It's always uh, I, anything that gives players more options in game I think is a positive. And so by having the minions spawn earlier, now you have to make a choice of do you want to contest the enemy jungle? Do you want to just get to lane start farming minions? Because if the enemy tries to contest your jungle and your entire team has chosen just farm minions, yeah, they're going to be able to steal away a bunch of your camps but you're going to make them miss like a full wave or two of minions. That's Mm going to put you up in experience, put you up in gold and can just snowball the game from there. So it's just another option in the early game. And that's one of the things that is probably my favorite change in 3.2. Yeah.
1: We were, we were talking to Viziox and I know this is a weird question. It's a hard question to answer, but I'm curious with what your opinion is on it, just because you watch a lot of the pro games and stuff. But when it comes to Black Claw and Ghostwing, which one do you think is more important in some of these matches when it comes to, you know, what team or what which, which Dragon the team should focus on taking?
0: Um, previously, I would have said Black Claw. I think with this update, I think Ghostwing actually has a little bit more importance just because of the extra damage to structures that it adds. Um, I, I do think that the rotation should be to go for Ghostwing and then rotate to Black Claw. Yeah. Uh, once you're in the late game and they're both up, you have to take Ghostwing first, use that buff to help you then take the Black Claw um, and win that fight potentially, and then push. And if you can get a push with the new Ghostwing and Black Claw going, you should be able to take so much as a result of that. So I think overall right now, Ghostwing is a little bit more important than Black Claw, but if you get both of them, that that's like you shouldn't be able to actually lose if you have both <laughs> unless you unless you've lost multiple kills while trying to take them.
1: Yeah, right. We've seen we saw people, you know, some teams capturing Black Claw and then just not pushing with it. And they were receiving some flack for not like not actually taking advantage of the black claw and there were some people disagreeing on whether it was a good idea. So it's just interesting to see when it's a good idea to take that black claw and whether you need to have a five man push or should you just go take Ghostwing then. So I that was definitely an interesting dialogue that I'm not quite sure what the exact answer for is. Yeah. I
0: I'm in the camp where if you take black claw and then go take Ghostwing, you're doing it wrong. Like you yeah. you need to be pushing. You don't have to be pushing with Black Claw. You don't have to be pushing the mid lane, but you need to be pushing while Black Claw is pushing. Like, I, I'm actually a huge fan of sending just, like, two members mid with Black Claw just to be, like, a nuisance, uh, especially if you have, like, range here, like a Scarf or a Celeste or a Kestrel, like someone that can poke from maximum range and then send the rest of your team to one of the either top or bottom and just have that split push going, force the opponent your opponents to have to decide between like which one of those two they want to stop because they can't contend with both. There's just there's not enough manpower to deal with both if you have all five members alive. Uh, so that's actually my preferred, my favorite way of pushing with Black Claw is just you know have the one or two kind of distractions go one go with black claw. Make sure obviously you don't give up those kills really easily. Just put enough pressure on so that the opponents really have to think about where they're going to go. And then do the same thing in the side lane as well, and you, you get so much out of it. You should almost always be able to take two to, you know, three to four turrets uh, by you pushing with that method.
2: Right. So another question: uh, Is it nice having another X Pro on the desk with you? Uh, you, you know, you used to have Iraqi <laughs> there. Now you have Flash X and and some of his knowledge. Uh, how's that been so far? The exchanges.
0: It's been a lot of fun. Uh, Flashx is phenomenal. Uh, him and I get along really well. Uh, I've gotten along with everyone that's been on the desk, really, even in the, back, right. in the past, going to Zoro, Sweet Generous, Humanist, uh, Action Jackson when he was there at Lunchables, obviously as well. Um, I think I've gotten along really well with all of them. And but it's always it's really cool for me to just get that different perspective. I've always really respected Flash's like his mind for the yeah. game. Um, I mean, I've said it on stream before that I've, I've, I felt he has one of the best minds in the game for, for Vainglory. Um, and so uh, I, being able to just kind of talk to him about just casually chatting about different things, you know, during games and, uh, stuff like that. And during the week has been really great.
2: So I'm going to put you on the spot here for a second. Is it, is Iraqi the better analyst or is he better as a pro? Everyone wants to know.
0: (laughs) You got to answer. It's too early to tell. If you had asked asked me before 5v5, I would have said analyst. Um, I think towards the end of his playing career on 3v3, I felt like he actually was was not at the same level as most of the other laners in the game at the time. But with what he's shown thus far in 5v5, he has put in so much work. I'm actually super impressed with how much work Arakzor has put in uh, on Five v Five to be able to get himself back up to that level. Really, yeah. on almost everyone on Slimy Salamanders, you know, are people that I've criticized at some point mm-hmm. for uh, the way that they were playing. Like especially Mixi, you know, there was a huge uh, kind of deal at one point uh, about a year and a half ago or so uh, over comments I made about Mixi, and <laughs> I'm so impressed with how how much like these those guys put in. To get themselves back to the level that they need to be at to be competitive and it's been really impressive to watch. Yeah, that's
1: Slimy Solomon has been a team that I did not have much faith going in just because they've always kind of not performed to the level I thought they <laughs> could. But yeah, you know, they've definitely impressed me. I saw a thing on Reddit that interested me. Iraqi seems to be like more of that weapon, co- uh, weapon power carry in the past. And then Mishy's always been really good at those crystals. So it is interesting seeing Iraqi play more of that mid crystal and Mishy definitely playing more of those weapon heroes in the bottom lane.
0: Yeah, it's been... Like I, said, I think a lot of people have just completely changed the way they play the game. I mean, you have players swapping roles left and right. You've got, uh, you know, eball going to mid lane now, a huge change for him. Um, I've seen a few guys that you know used to play jungle now playing in the lane. Uh, obviously, over on tribe, there were a few changes in terms of positions as well. And so, but I think it's it's interesting because with 3v3, if you were a laner in 3v3, you had to focus on both mages and weapon carries, depending on how the meta was. Mm-hmm. But now in 5v5, if you're playing a lane carry, you can just focus on only weapon carry or only crystal carries. And so you can you have like a, a stricter pool that you can focus on and just become even better at that limited set of heroes. So I think that's actually going to be helping a lot of players to just take their game to the next level.
2: Yeah, so... Last, I think this is the last question, unless Endless has got any more for you here, but uh, we're going to wrap it up. Have you seen or checked out the new studio at all in person? Have you been there? What's it like? If you can say anything, I know it's, it's
0: kind of <laughs> hush-hush, but is it really cool? There's not a whole lot that I can say, but I have seen it. Okay. Um, it is still being constructed, so I haven't been able to see everything. Like there's still, there's literally still construction teams in there yeah, okay. uh, right now, uh, but What I have seen has looked amazing. I cannot wait until it's done and we get to get in there and actually like, it's there's so many different things we're going to be able to do. Uh, It's not just the one thing I I think I can say hopefully I don't (laughs) get in trouble for this is uh, when we have the new studio, we are not going to just be sitting at the desk all day. Uh There are going to be, we're going to be moving around in that studio. There's going to be you know, different segments that we're going to be able to do, basically like you know, in different spots all over the place. So it's going to be that's amazing a lot more chaotic on our end, but it should be a lot more entertaining for the viewer from the viewer's end as well.
1: Well, something right. something you talked about on stream when I was watching before we started the podcast, something I didn't even really know, because there's a difference between a studio and like a live event place where people can come and watch Vainglory. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely more of a studio, like where a place you guys can have these, host Absolutely. these places or the tournaments.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, it is a studio that is being built. It's not really a venue that's being built. You know, venues, you typically have the stage, you have, you know, it can be modified to be whatever you need it to be, but that's about it. Whereas a studio, it is strictly meant to be a broadcast studio. You know, there's, gonna, there's different sections that are set up to be used for different purposes, and you can have cameras thrown in wherever you want, and you know, being able to move things around, uh, you know, just like any bro- full broadcast studio. You know, there's, it's, it's you're not constrained to just one environment in one setting uh when you're in like a full-on production studio like that
1: right have you have you been down to the luxor yet to see the esports arena where ninja just had his big event
0: (laughs) i personally have not been over there just yet um i was going to go to the ninja event but tickets were sold out like before i even (laughs) knew about the event yeah so um and the the connections that i have that could have gotten me in already had like Their guest lists were completely full. So I I I wasn't able to get there for that. But uh, I definitely do plan on heading over to check that out. I also want to head over to uh, Caesars Palace has their own uh, eSports arena set up where the H1Z1 Pro League is going on. Uh, I want to check that out as well while I'm here. And there's a couple other venues I know that are cropping up as well. So definitely it's really exciting to be in Vegas while all this eSports ventures are coming here and getting things set up.
1: Yeah, when we were there in March, man, we had the worst timing. We got a picture outside of the esports arena; it wasn't open yet. There was still that the wall behind, like where construction was. And then we yeah, were in Caesar's yeah. Palace, and that one wasn't. Oh, they weren't showing that one yet because it was. It was just like we were there literally two weeks too soon to see all the new arenas. I'm like, well, I just have another excuse to go back to Vegas
0: exactly and then then this time let 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 me know when you're here and i'll definitely hang out
1: yeah i need to come past june when aria is done and we have everything there set up so we can see everything (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure all right tacy well thanks for taking the time to chat and stop the stop the stream and come on do a little podcasting. (laughs) i know everyone is really pumped for the rest of the preseason i know it's just preseason nothing truly matters yet but it's nice to see the teams kind of find their place see what teams are making their way towards the top and the start of uh, vpl season one is definitely gonna be exciting so uh, i'm excited to see production as a whole and i i know a lot of people don't understand all the crazy stuff you guys do behind the scenes and how hard you know all the hard work you guys actually put in so we appreciate it and uh we definitely are excited to see what production and the rest of the team can do
0: Excellent. Thank you guys so much. It's been a pleasure.
1: Yeah, have fun. Have fun streaming.
0: Thanks. (laughs)
1: Thanks for tuning in to Time for Rolling.
2: If you liked what you heard, please leave a review on iTunes or Google Play Music and subscribe for weekly episodes. Follow us on Twitter at Time for Rolling and at
0: TFR underscore esports. Until next week for another edition of Time for Rolling.